Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't easy. He's real. And their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break, the great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not going to lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the pedal. There's no way I'm not going to have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rep. Own this rep. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I'm joined, as always, by the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris, everybody. <laughs> What's up, baby? I ain't confident. I told you. I told you it was only matter of you look hyped. You got a look. You got a special twinkle in your Let's eye. Go. You got a twinkle in your eye. Let's just get everyone else to introduce Mike, and we'll get right into this Aaron Rodgers situation. You know him. You love him. The greatest tight end in football history. The big Wookie, Nick Cronk. Nick, welcome to the show. Great white buffalo. Great white <laughs> buffalo. Great white buffalo. What's up, everybody? If you follow on YouTube, you see him down there in the bottom right corner of the greatest high school football coach in the nation today, Samuel O'Hare. Welcome back to the show, Sammy. What's going on, everybody? Guys, we've been talking about it for three or four months here, and it's official. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. He's a New York Jet. <laughs> Guys, it's full. The deal is done. The New York Jets get pick number 15. They get a fifth round pick. They get Aaron Rodgers. The Packers get number 13. They get number 42. They get a sixth round pick from us this year. That conditional pick next year. We're going to get into all the compensation in a moment. Let's just talk about Aaron Rodgers now being a Jet. This show is going to be about Mock Draft Part 2. We'll talk a little bit about Mock Draft Part 1 because a lot's gone on this week. A few little Jets news and notes. But we got to start off here with Aaron Rodgers. Finally. We heard him on the Pat McAfee show that he wanted to be a Jet. A lot of back and forth here. It seems like the past six weeks, or should I say a lack of back and forth the past six weeks. Until the last few days, you heard the 49ers rumors kind of heat back up, Mike, this week. Yeah. I never blinked an eye. Jet fans never blinked an eye. Jet insiders never blinked an eye. Here on the show, we never blinked an eye. Aaron Rodgers was going to be a Jet. We told everyone to relax, but we know how it is to be a Jet fan. You feel like the other shoe's going to drop. You feel like something's going to go wrong. Not this time. Not this time. Rex Ryan this morning had the Super Bowl ring on, Mike. You sent me the Oh, man. Right? He sent me the video with the Super Bowl ring. He had his green on. He was hyped. I busted out the green. I'm, I'm, I'm so hyped today, Mike, because I know for the first time in my entire life since probably 1998, the Jets go into a season with people saying they are Super Bowl caliber. The Jets are Super Bowl contenders next year, which we suggested they would be if they had Rodgers. You guys all knew it, but now it's real. The reality is here. The, 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 the daydreaming. This whole offseason, it can now begin because it's official because Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Mike, maybe one of the most important days in the history of our franchise, getting Aaron Rodgers here. This team is ready to win now. We made a move, put the chips in the middle for this season. Mike, I'm hyped. I'm excited. Jet Nation is flying high right now. What are your thoughts, Mike, finally bringing in Aaron Rodgers? Yo, if you're a Jet fan, stand up. If you're a fan of New York, stand up. Aaron Rodgers is now top dog in the city of New York as far as the athlete is concerned regarding its history. Champion. 
many time MVP comes to the New York Jets, a team that almost made the playoffs with the worst quarterback situation in the league, and now has Aaron Rodgers to take him into the next year. I can't, it hasn't even sunk in yet. Like, I, would, I knew he was going to be there, but when I saw it actually come across and know that Aaron Rodgers is QB1 for my team. So the downside is, you know what he's going to be making that money. All that, all those ticket sales are just going to be going sky high because, hey, the NFL got him on six primetime games, right, next season. All these different teams are looking at the Jets like, damn, young squadron on the rise. And then you get a guy as exquisite and with the nuance and understanding of an offense like Aaron Rodgers. Look, guys. As Jet fans, we're going into 2023 with a real possibility of going and winning a Super Bowl. That's not me talking as a fan. That's me being real with you. Look at this squad. Where is the major holes? Running back? No. Linebacker? Give you some work. Defensive line? Could show up a bit. Secondary, wide receiver, tight end. Dude, we got everything right now. Joe Douglas can really go into this draft and pick best player available. When is the last time that you as a Jet fan could say such a thing? We are ready. We are hyped. Sammy, you may not have been alive the last time the Jets were this ill or as much hype around the Jets. What are you thinking? Um, pinch me, right? But like. <laughs> to be honest, I um, like. I guess the most joy I've gotten to enjoy as a New York sports fan was the Yankees in like '09. That's probably the last time any joy I, I felt like as an adult male human being on planet Earth. And now, like for the Jets to be in this position, which is a team that I have so much love for, um. I'm, I'm just excited that I'm, I'm holding season tickets with my man Keith and we get to watch this show next year. I know. I know. I mean, Sammy, you jumped on at a good time here with the Jet season tickets, man. I think season ticket sales are going to go through the roof. They're always calling, trying to get people in. I know it's difficult, but um, next year should be a lot of fun. The compensation, I know, Mike, some people have gotten into. Let's chat about that real quick. The Jets give up that 13th. And a lot of people were saying that was going to be, they either going to give that first rounder up or they might not get Rodgers, whatever the case may be. They gave up the 13th, but they got the 15th. So they just moved down two spots. I mean, when you look at it, the way I look at it is like this, that next year, that conditional next year was a sticking point for some people. But if you're me or you're Mike, you know, when you're our age or Jet fans older than us, and even you, Sam, you know, you haven't been 30 years old yet, but you've been suffering for a long time too. Um, I don't care about that pick next year. Not that I don't care about it in so fact so far as that we don't need it. Picks matter, but Joe Douglas has not done the best in these drafts till last year. The Jets historically haven't been the best in the drafts. I'm not gonna haggle over a second round or a first rounder being the, the, the difference between us getting Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback. And I look at it like, look, they moved down two spots in the first round, right? Um, they lose that 42nd pick. We knew they were gonna lose one of those picks. We still have 43. They move from pick 207 in the sixth round to pick 170 in the fifth round. They actually in, got a better pick later in the draft. That's 37 spots. And you know Aaron Rodgers, if he plays 65% of the plays, the Jets will have a good record. That first round pick next year probably won't be that high up on the board, guys. So, so far as the way Keith looks at it, 
Um, I don't think it was too much to give up to get him, considering the circumstances. Add into the fact that when it comes to the monetary aspect, this is an often overlooked part of this deal here, guys. Aaron Rodgers next year is due, um, I think, $58 million, something around there. The Jets are only on the hook for $15.8 million. So the Packers are picking up, I think, what does it say? The Packers are picking up the other $45 million here for Rodgers. That's going to be on their books. It was prorated from a signing bonus. So, you know, the Packers, I should say, they'll pick up $40 million. Jets pay fifteen million. Next year, if he plays next year, which I think he will, um, everyone's questioning that. I think the Jets have some assurances for him he's going to play next year. His contract will only be $32 million next year. This prorated, the prorated signing bonus, the Packers are picking that up, guys. So in the next two seasons, if he plays both years, Aaron Rodgers the next two years will only cost the Jets $48 million for two seasons. Jalen Hurst next year is making 51 for one season. That's Daniel great. Jones is, Daniel Jones is making 40, Mike. You know you have Mahomes 46, Watson 46, Kyler Murray's making 46, and the Jets are going to be paying Aaron Rodgers next year 15. One of the lowest, they'll be paying him one of the lowest amounts of any starting quarterback considering the Packers are taking the brunt of it. So financially even, I think that was one of the situations that people overlook when they're like, oh, the Jets gave up that second rounder. The Packers are eating $40 million in, in salary cap right now. So I understand um, not wanting to give that second up, Mike, but considering kind of the gymnastics the Jets did here with the salary cap and getting the Packers to eat a chunk of that salary, I really don't think it's that bad a deal at all when it comes to compensation. Man, you know, you and I, we talked about how long we've been waiting for this. Guys, instead of looking at it as the as a trade as a whole, I want you to just kind of step back and look at the bigger picture of things. Joe Douglas took Elijah Moore and traded him with a third-round pick for a second. That second, he ended up trading as part of this deal. Okay? Now, Elijah Moore, yeah, we lost him. But we also signed Lazard. And to me, Lazard is a better weapon than Elijah Moore. So player for player, we didn't really lose anything. But we did lose a third-round pick. So when I look at it, like they say we gave up a second, really, we gave up a third, being real. And we got and we increased at the wide receiver position. This is how I look at things. You know what I'm saying? So really, what I, what I lost, I lost a third. And when was the last time a third-round pick really did anything for my franchise? Yeah. That's where my head goes. So then they moved from 13 to 15. Okay. Like, this this, this, this draft, it's not like we're going after a specific player. We're going to grab the best player available. And I think Broderick Jones or Darnell Wright or Paris Johnson or one of these tackles is going to be there. So I don't think that hurts us at all. So when I'm looking at it just on that end, I'm giving up a third, really, to yeah. get – Aaron, okay. And then the other side of it, he's a second. The dude plays 65% of the plays. It turns into a first, which would be a low-end first, okay, if Rodgers is playing that much, 12, 13 games, all right? Am I going to give up a 24, 25, 28 pick? Okay. I lost that. That That's, I mean... I'm good. I still have my second round pick next year. I still got my third and all all the rest. Okay, and people aren't thinking about all what Joe Douglas loves to move down back and forth. So when you bring up the financial portion of this, and then you look at what we really gave up in the end to get one of the top five all time quarterbacks in the history 
of the NFL, and not to mention that this guy is back with the offensive coordinator that he won two MVPs with back in 2021 and 2020. Okay, and this guy's ready to come into New York City. He's he wanted to get to the Jets so he could be part of the offseason program. When's the last time he wanted to do that? This guy is motivated. He wants to play with his teammates. The Jet young players, Brees and all of them, are all fired up. This is an organizational change. People look at the Jets differently. This isn't just wins. Also, it's brand too. You understand? This changes the narrative. The Jet tax dies. I know CJ loves to always talk about the Jets. The Jets tax is dead officially today. Or, or when Rodgers signed. That's what's going on here. So when people are like, oh, they got the Jets got fleeced or whatever, you know what? We get to a Super Bowl. This guy plays for two plus seasons, three plus seasons. Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> this is the, maybe the best move in franchise history. Yeah, the Jets got fleeced opinion. I don't really understand that aspect of it. I mean, I've even seen things paying the, the Green Bay got fleeced. So I'll let... We live in a world of extremes. People's opinions need to be all the way on one end or the other. I think this falls closer to the middle. I think Green Bay got what they wanted to a degree. I think the Jets got what they wanted. Guys, the Jets got Aaron Rodgers. Didn't even give up a first-round pick as of right now to get him. As of this moment, it's a conditional second, and they moved down two spots in the first, and they got Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not going to nitpick about any of these other things. I mean, the Jets have the longest active playoff drought in sports in our country right now, guys. And I looked at the numbers, and last year the Jets were seven and four, as we know. Those final, you know, the Jets were seven and four last year. Now, if the Jets would have been able to average the NFL average in points, which is just 21.9, they win 11 games last year. Okay, Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay with rookie wide receivers who had no idea what they were doing for the first 10 games. Rodgers basically said that, okay? With Alan Lazard acting basically as his number one, getting double teamed all game, he's not that type of guy. Alan number two and number three, he's not a number one guy. He still averaged 21.8 points a game last year in Green Bay. So my point, guys, if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback on this team last year, in a season that some people say is average for him, Jets win 11 games and make the playoffs. That's last year. That's last year's team. Next year going in with Sauce with a little bit more experience, right? With the offensive line hopefully in a better spot. We'll see what happens after this draft. Um, all these rookies we had last year, more experience. The defense is coming back strong. Maybe fill that hole of safety. Jets are going to be even better next year than last year, guys. I mean, you're bringing in a 10-time Pro Bowl or full-time All-Pro, as we know. One of the best quarterbacks of all time. I mean, there's not really much more we can say. I'm hyped. Can uh, Jet fans are excited. I mean, I just – I can't wait now – for the season to start more than pretty much any year maybe in the past 30 years can can i give can i give nick uh um a stat nick since 2008 2008 was um when the jet when uh, aaron Rodgers played his first full season and since then aaron Rodgers has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the national football league since 2008 after uh brett Favre. The Jets have the lowest touchdown interception ratio rate. If Aaron Rodgers were to throw 331 consecutive passes and all of them were interceptions, the Jets would still have the worst touchdown to interception rate. That's ridiculous. That's, that's nuts. <laughs> that's, 
You know what? Like, you can't even come up with that no, stuff. Jesus. Is that, is that just like, is it the way it's changed our lives, Nick? Like, this is a whole new world, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's good times. It's good time for Jet fans right now. Absolutely. I've heard people make, uh, Mike, you've heard people who want to be pessimistic make comparisons to the Brett Favre, Brett Favre situation, which him coming from Green Bay toward the end of his career, there obviously is a lot of similarities here. I know that. I'm a Hall of Fame quarterback, but Brett Favre came to the Jets and he threw 22 interceptions that year. He threw 22 interceptions that year. Okay, guys? So I don't think Brett Favre was necessarily operating at an elite level, but last year, and Anthony, you are correct, Sanchez destroyed those numbers. You see that, Mike? Yeah. Your boy yep. said, I got enough there. Thank you very much, Anthony. Um, far through 22 picks, guys. The next year, I know he had a great year with the Vikings. Then the year after that, he retired because he stunk. So Brett Favre, to me, was not operating at an elite level. I, I know he went eight and three. I know he played well those games. Don't get me wrong. But he was throwing picks all over the place. 20. Rodgers last year, I think, what do you have, 12 picks, guys? That's the most he had in about a decade. It takes a long time for him to throw 22 interceptions. So, even in that, even in that light, Mike, I think um, he's going to be operating at a whole different level than Brett Favre ever was when he was on our squad. But we got to get to this mock madness. We have a few little news and notes here, Mike. I know the Jets. Some people were saying they might look at center in the second round of the draft, Mike, but they might not yeah. even do that. Looks like they brought our boy McGovern back to the squad, Michael. And one thing I thought was interesting, Mike, I want to know if you agree with this. McGovern, when you look at the free agent centers that were out there, he was one of the better. If you look at the rankings, I'm not saying there's a lot of good free agent centers. I'm not. But the yeah. ones that were there and were available, McGovern on PFF ranked pretty high. He had a pretty decent season last year, Mike. And he was one of the big free agent centers out there. Didn't get signed by anyone, so we bring him back in. Do you think that's a situation, Mike, where he just didn't find – maybe his agent didn't see the contract out there that he wanted, asking for too much, whatever the case may be. The smoke then cleared, and it seems like we're still the best option for him? I think he was, like a lot of other people, waiting to see if Aaron Rodgers was going to end up on the team. And I think once he got wind it was going to happen, he was like, yeah, let's go. Because he was like, I'm not blocking for Zach Wilson again. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I told you I told you when they signed him, I'm like, bro, it's imminent. I think, I think he was waiting. And I think what you're going to see is after the draft, Keith, you're going to see a, another wave of players that are going to say, okay, we were waiting. Like, I know DeAndre Hopkins said uh, he didn't want to play for the Jets. Well, 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 let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I, Aaron, you know, that bad man is now our quarterback. And yeah, he's about, Hopkins is about to spend the first half of his season with, I mean, an, who knows if the starting quarterback is going to be for the Cardinals because Murray's not going to be ready to start the season. So um, I know that there's a perception pre-Rodgers there's going to be a perception post Rogers. Mike, I'm interested to see what happens with some of the current players on the team's contracts. The draft is Thursday. Are we going to get some restructuring done before then? It looks like the Jets are about $6 million over the cap right now. Would have been much more than that, obviously, if we had to eat all of Aaron Rodgers' contract. We would have to figure out a lot of things out. In this case right now, you look at the starters, and last year we had Berrios and we had Wilson, and we had Elijah Moore, and we had Mims kind of all in the mix, I guess. Right. Um, and then next year, you look, and Corey Davis has not been cut yet, so he's still a Jet, right? Um, I think he has a good chance to, to still be on the roster, Mike, as long as he is okay with maybe restructuring his contract. Yeah. But if Corey Davis and Lazard and Garrett Wilson and Hardman, that's the 2023 New York Jet wide receiver rotation. That is much improved. That yeah. is a much-improved squad, and you're giving it your handing the reins off to a much-improved quarterback position now. So I'm, I'm, I'm hyped, Jet fans. Mike, we talked about McGovern. Let's get into the second mock madness here, the rest of the mock, Mike. So, 
So last let's show week. your let's show your uh, mock last last week, just to kind of really baseline real quick. So this is Keith's mock madness, his first his round one. Uh, CJ Stroud, hey, me, Bryce Young. Talk about something here, Mike, because you dropped something on me this week, and maybe you know about this, Sammy, because Mike's. I mean, this is this is after we did the mock a couple days later. All those reports came out, Mike, about that. Is it called the S score test? Yes. Is that what it's called, Mike? Okay. Yes. So that test came out. And I guess, you know, the Wonderlick used to be the kind of the the go-to cognitive test for these quarterbacks. And Mike sent me this link and I looked at it and it showed that, you know, Bryce Young scored a 98 on this. And most of these quarterbacks scored really high. And then CJ Stroud scored about a 14 on the test. And then everywhere I look this week, every mock, every expert in the world, Mike is saying Bryce Young's going first. So the, the one amendment I'd make to my mock here is to probably move him to first now, Mike. You don't have to change it now just for Jet fans so they know I'm not losing my mind here. I think he's going to go one. I think that Houston takes Will Anderson number two, Mike. And then I think that there's going to be a trade to three from the Titans or Las Vegas to still take C.J. Stroud number three. I think he still goes top three. Um, That's how I think it's going to shake out, Mike, when it comes to moving around here with the draft. But... What do you think, Sammy? We didn't get the chance to talk to you last week. You weren't here for the mock. At least when it comes to your top of the board, we'll ask you about the Jets in a moment, but your top of the board, what quarterback do you think is going off the board first, man? Yeah, I think Bryce Young is going first. Um, I just think, like, competition he's played, he's he's shown, like, that he can do a lot of different things in that position. Um, I mean, historic – I was reading an article the other day, historic draft for, like, black quarterbacks in the NFL, which you love yeah. to see, too, you know? Um but yeah, I think Young goes first. I think Stroud goes third. Uh, but I think Young's just the better quarterback, to be honest with you. So I can see him going first for sure. And now, I'm Sammy, we're looking. Him, those guys are always so pro ready, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And Sammy, we're looking at now. We had pick thirteen. We did the mock based off having pick thirteen last week. We've now transitioned now to pick fifteen here in our mock. What are you thinking? I know you probably heard the show last week. I thought Skaronski would be a good spot for us. Uh, Mike thinks they're going to take Broderick Jones. Both have had him taking a tackle. Now they're at 15. Things could change slightly in front of us, obviously. What are you thinking with that pick, Sammy? Yeah, I think the trade told us a lot. It tells me that Douglas is cool with any of those four guys, I think. So I think he's going to take whoever the best available out of those four is still there. Um, whether whether Paris Johnson falls, I don't think he will, though. Um, I think he's going to be a top 10. But I could see them going Jones or Stronsky. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I really like Stronsky. I think he's going to be pretty good at the next level. Um, so I could see them when he's at 15, them scooping him up. Um, but like I said, he's going to take whoever that best tackle is because it seems like he's confident with any of yeah. those guys. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Mike, you ready to get into the second? Uh, second yeah, round man. Of you're you're, you're, ready, to, you're ready to go. You're on the clock right here for the. Let me, uh, let me just uh, let me address one thing real quick, Mike, because I don't want anyone to think like a moment ago, um, someone who's watching the live feed just messed us and we responded back. Normally, that's the case. Normally, we can see those messages. Last week, when we did the show, we those messages didn't come up. Mike had this screen on right now, so those messages weren't popping up. We couldn't see anyone interacting with us in real time. So we had somebody trolling us during the draft, hating on ABG, which is obviously your prerogative to do. And I want to say two things. One, I want to anyone who wa- anyone who watches us on YouTube and supports us on the YouTube, we, we thank you. So if you're gonna hate, not hate, love us, hate us, I I want to thank you for doing that because most of our traffic, I would say 90% Mike is Spotify and iTunes in that way. So first of all, if you're watching on YouTube, we do appreciate, we're trying to grow our channel as much as we can. Second of all, I just want to give some words of advice to when you're trolling. 
Okay, so one, you're gonna be a troll. You have to at least have information you're providing, right? That is logical or makes sense, right? Now, anyone can have an opinion when it comes to who people are gonna draft. These are, this is an inexact science here. These, these draft rankings, right guys? Who knows who's gonna draft who? But if you're gonna type into, you know, the, the comments, are you drunk, but misspell a word while you do it. It takes the wind out of your sails when you're trolling. So if you're gonna ask, if you're gonna say people are drunk when they make a pick, just spell it right. That's just for future reference, so you don't look stupid. Second of all, if you're gonna criticize, I'm gonna go with all these things this gentleman was saying, Mike. But for instance, I'll take the last one, which was the Chiefs. Um, I think I said I thought they would take Anton Harrison a tackle. And that was when we were asked if we were drunk. Mike, let's just go through one so everyone knows how all stupid all these were. Um, and that's when we were criticized. Why would they take a tackle? They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. As if we don't know what we're talking about. Mike, this year, the Kansas City Chiefs lost both of their starting tackles in free agency. So does last year's ranking matter this year? Doesn't make a fucking difference, does it? Doesn't make, doesn't make a lick of difference. It doesn't help you your ranking last year this year. So when someone mentions to me, well, they had the number three ranked line, who cares? Orlando Brown's on the Bengals now. Um, and they also lost, who else did they lose? Another starter. Oh, Andrew Wiley, no longer on the team anymore. Yeah. So both their tackles are gone, Michael. So when you look at the needs for the Chiefs, for instance, and you go to Sports Illustrated or you go to Arrowhead Pride, the number one blog for the Chiefs, or you go to The Athletic or TDWire.com, many places. Yeah, they're um, going to need tackle help. There's no question. Well, that, about my, it. That's my point, Mike, is just this, that most places look and say, well, they lost their two starting right tackles. They brought in Juwan Taylor from the Jaguars, gave him a big contract. Juwan Taylor stunk last year. He gave up five sacks last year. He stunk. That was playing right tackle. They're asking somebody who wasn't that good at right tackle now, Mike, to move to left tackle. And their right tackle, Lucas Niang, Mike, his, his PFF rating was a 44. Um, Juwan Taylor's was a 58. Orlando Brown Jr., I'm not saying he's the greatest tackle of all time, but he was a 75. So when we mention that they might take a tackle, it's logical. It makes sense. Okay. So I want to just throw that out there. I'm just going to take that one example, Mike, and we'll move on just so people know our credibility is still in place. We would never avoid someone insulting us. We just didn't see that. I would have said all these things last week if I had a chance. Mike, there's even mocks on oh, sportsillustrated.com. Mike, Jordan Foote literally had the Chiefs taking Anton Harrison. Yeah, so I'm I, mean, add yeah, yeah. I had him going earlier, but yeah, that's a. I, just, I, I know, think that's a very. Sammy good. said. Sammy said he's somehow backstage again. Someone's got to let him back in. I think he said he got booted. Yeah, Mike, you can take care of that. I just want to say, um, when people criticize you, it's all good. We all have opinions with these things. But when someone tries to insult your intelligence and they seem like they don't know what they're talking about, which very much seems like a 2023 type move. I don't know what this person's age is, right? But Anton Harrison on SportsIllustrated.com, they have him going to the Chiefs at 31. I would suggest you contact Sports Illustrated too. Go at them. Also, send us a link. Provide us with your mock. Let me see the mock. Let me see what you came up with. I'm sure you get tons. If, if, if you're questioning every single pick, I'm sure you have your own mock with tons of great data in there. I'd love to see that. But Mike, let's get into round two here. All right. Um, round one, a lot of fun. We had some shakeups. I do want to say this before we do this, Mike. Our pick has changed. So when it, and so far as round one, I want to ask you: Do you have anything? Do you still think at fifteen, Mike Broderick Jones will be there? Yeah, that's what you think? Yeah, I think so. I think either Broderick or or Darnell Wright, but they'll go okay. with the tackle most likely. And if there's no tackle, then they'll probably either take Jackson Smith or trade. That's what I think. Okay, so that's what Mike. We're on the same page. So I, I adjusted my mock, Mike. I have a feeling that if we move to fifteen, Scarancy is going to go to the Patriots. 
I just have they need an offensive lineman. I just feel like he's going to go there. Um, if he was there at 15, obviously that's my pick. I think the Jets would take him. But I'm on board with you, Mike. I think it's Broderick Jones or Darnell right now at 15. Uh, they're both on PFF. One's ranked 20 overall. The other one's 22. I think you have Darnell Wright's 22. Broderick Jones, number 20. I'm happy with either. We need to fill this hole. So I just wanted to, to fill that little gap in before we move on here, Mike. On to round two. Pick number 32, because there was only 31 picks, Michael, in the last round. Michael, why don't you go first? Who you got going ahead to Pittsburgh? Oh, you want me to? Okay, hold on. I got to share my Oh, if you're not ready, I'll rip right yeah, into it. No, I'm ready I, to go I, was gonna, I was doing you. <laughs> All right, let's go, bro. Uh, Pittsburgh, as you know, um, needs offensive line help. I think that Dewan Jones would make a lot of sense for them here at this selection. Let me just do some guys. Yeah, because I had them taking Nolan Smith. Excuse me. I had them taking, uh, no, not Nolan Smith. I forget in the first round. But it definitely wasn't an offensive tackle. Um, I think right here, we're looking at Dewan Jones, Ohio State, six foot eight, 360 pounds, number 31 on PFF. Um, in my last mock, I had Pittsburgh. That's what it was. I had them taking Broderick Jones. I don't think he's going to be there for them now, Mike. So I think they're going to have to wait until the second round. They're going to grab Dewan Jones here, give them a gigantic offensive tackle for taking well, that's beast mode. All right. Well, all right. I could see that. I know they need tackle help. They are linebacker, D, D, um, DB. And in my draft, I got Miles Murphy still on the board, which is kind of far. I, I should have had him a lot earlier. So I, if it, if this if it falls this way, is a guarantee they're taking yeah. Murphy. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> pretty easy. You know what I'm saying? So um, all right, and then going to the Texans. Now, if it falls again this way, remember what you were saying. Now, I'm sure some people are saying, why is Quentin Johnson still on your roster? So Quentin Johnson, to me, guys, is another type of Denzel Mims. He's not a guy who has breakaway speed. He's not a guy who really is able to win, um, you know, in the vertical. He is Laquan Treadwell-ish. He is Mimsy-ish. Has speed, but it's not flank speed. He's long and tall and has long arms. I don't see greatness with this guy, and I think there are a lot of other teams that feel the same way, and I can see him falling, but this is probably as far as we see him falling, and the Texans desperately need uh wide receiver help and so i got them taking quinn johnson here mike you know what's funny is my big pretty much probably my biggest my biggest stretch in the draft was me also i had houston taking quinn johnson at 12 which probably the only one i have in here and people are like what the heck are you talking about but i agree with that that's why i think they're going earlier in the draft which is why right now i think they're going to go defense again Mike, I think Brian Branch is on the board here. Alabama, probably the best safety in the draft. Number 15 overall on PFF. The best player left in the draft by far on most boards, Mike. Like I mentioned last week, only four missed tackles out of 174 chances last year. On the last two years, excuse me. Um, Plays like an absolute savage. I think they're going to fill that safety position in with Brian Branch. And then we go on here to Arizona next, guys. And I think the Cardinals here, they need some edge help. Um... I think in my draft, I have them moving up. Hold on a second. In my draft in the trade, they probably would move down in the trade, excuse me, um, with the Raiders. So I think they're going to get a big edge guy at, at seven or eight where the Raiders are. I think they're going to go ahead and take a corner at that spot, guys. So here at 34, I think they go edge. I think they take Will McDonald out of Iowa State, 6'4", 245, number 29 overall prospect on PFF. Um, good player. Arizona needs a lot of help in a lot of places, but their defense last year didn't get after the quarterback at all. So, Mike. I think you're going to go edge here. Arizona, Will McDonald. 
Well, I think that's a really that's a really good pick. Um, I would say for me, um, Arizona needs guard, center, defensive line, cornerback. You know, in my in my in earlier in the draft, you know, I had the Cardinals um, looking at their line, but I think if Darnell Washington is still on the board here, I'm thinking they want to get some help for. Um, Mr. Murray, they're trying to get vertical or trying to help him. You could go Josh Downs here because Josh Downs um, would be a good replacement for DeAndre Hopkins that they're going to get rid of. But I think they're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins and they're going to go try to get a weapon for their quarterback. And I'm thinking they're going to go with Darnell Washington. So, Mike, Trey McBride, the guy they drafted last year, top of the second round tight end, he's just, just cast to the side, you're saying? He's not really, I mean, you know. <laughs> The thing is, he was the best tight end in the draft last year. Yeah, but he rated way higher than this guy you just mentioned. Donnell Washington is looked at as a vertical threat, and I've seen him all the way up, even in the early rounds, with people taking him in in the teens. So he's looked at as he's not your prototypical prototypical tight end. He's more of a you know, a hybrid of a, of a large receiver, you know, like a David Boston ish type player, you know, but I'm looking at what's left in the draft as far as receiving perspective. And if you're going to replace a Deandre Hopkins vertically, you try to get a big target like Washington. So I don't know. They could go Addison or, or, or downs, but they're smaller. I, so that's where I went with them. Um, Colts. Colts. Uh, I would say here they're going to end up going um, with the next with the best offensive line uh, uh, prospect out there still, and I think that beast cat from North Dakota. You seen those pictures with him with the red hair and the and the and the crazy grin? I see them, these guys taking Cody Mock. Tackle. Yeah, Mike, I actually have the same thought process here when it comes to the Colts. I think that if Dewan Jones or Anton Harrison's there. They're going to grab them because they could use a tackle, but they also need help at right guard. Now, I know the Colts had the, the highest paid offensive line in the league last year, but they played horrible. They gave up 60 sacks last year. So it might be another spot where if someone Googles real quick, they think maybe they don't need help on the line, but they definitely do. Mike, I think they're going to try to fill that right guard spot. Um, I think Mach is good. He's a tackle. I think they're going to go with a guard. And they're going to take Steve Avila out of TCU, 6'3", 332. Same Ooh. position, Mike. I think they're just going to look at a guy um, that can move on the inside. Left guards, we know we have. they have Nelson. Right guard, they really don't have anybody that will help them out of that position. Then we go to L.A. here, Mike. This is a team just with no weapons. I mean, obviously, Cooper Cup, no disrespect. We know he's a beast, Whoop. But after Cooper Cup, he's in a – they're in a tough spot when it comes to weapons. They have to grab, to me – a playmaker. If they grabbed a Donner Washington here, Mike, that wouldn't surprise me too much. I think they're going to go with Downs here, wide receiver, Mike. Um, okay. Surprisingly, only ran a four four eight. I thought he was a little faster than that slot receiver. He's about five ten, about a buck seventy, kind of the Elijah Moore mold guys. Um, number thirty eight overall on PFF. They need weapons, Mike. I think this is where they go to fill a hole to get another weapon out there for Stafford. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I'm actually going to pick a guy who you picked uh, a while ago in Brian Brees. Yep. He's here. Um, I think if he's still on the board, they need that defensive line help. So I'm going to go with Brees. And then at okay. 37, um, I'm thinking the the Seattle Seahawks, if, if Jordan Addison is still here, might as well go get another weapon for uh, uh, Richardson, who I had them grabbing in the fifth. I can see that, definitely. And Seattle has 
holes on the defense. They need playmakers on the offense. Mike, I could definitely see that. <clears throat> Another spot they really could use is a center. So for me, for Seattle, I think John Michael Smith's here, number 35 overall on PFF, center from Minnesota, 6'3", 301. That's a guy they grab up, probably plays on Seattle for the next 10 years. That's a guy a lot of mocks, Mike. Some mocks, not a lot, but I saw some mocks had him going to the Jets here round two before he made the move from McGovern to fill that center hole. A guy I like a lot, I think will be a good player. Um, and then we go down to Las Vegas, their next pick here, guys. Now, in my mock, Mike, you saw my mock. I think that, or I mentioned today, I think the Raiders are going to move up to three and they're going to grab Richardson. Um, if they stay at seven, Mike, we'll see what happens. Maybe they go Levis. I doubt it. I think they take a corner. I think right here is a good spot in my mock for Hendon Hooker, Mike, because he has not gone yet in my mock. Oh, list. wow. Now, if the Raiders, who who could use a quarterback behind Garoppolo, I don't know if Garoppolo is the, 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 the long-term answer. Um, I think this would be a great situation to get Hendon Hooker in here at number 38. I know he's a guy that some people like you, Mike, have him going really, really high. Um, some people have him going late first. I saw some mocks with the Raiders moving up to 30 to get Hendon Hooker on the squad, Mike. If they don't go that direction and they still need a corner, theoretically, like if they moved up to three and got Richardson, I could see them taking Cam Smith right here, Mike. Um, but I would keep Hendon Hooker in mind here for the Las Vegas. I think either moving up or here at 38, he could end up in Las Vegas next year. That's very good. That's very good. So um, I... <laughs> The Raiders. Uh, I know. I'm sure Dan is uh, watching our screen, saying, "What are you guys going to talk?" I think here they're gonna they're going to. So I had them going Peter Skoronsky, uh in the first round, mm -hmm. and I've got them going uh, Josh Downs, wide okay. receiver. Put go get another weapon out. Uh, get Jimmy G some help there on the outside. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean that makes sense. I got they got Myers, and who who's like a pretty good possession receiver. And really, uh, but not, not not a burner though. So they can no. do somebody like Downs. That makes sense. No. And uh, and then for the Panthers, Emmanuel Forbes is still here. I know it's not a need for a corner, but I think it's too good of a value, and they'll go ahead and grab Emmanuel Forbes. At All right, that makes sense. They could use him there. He's still on the board in your spot. That's a really good player. Fills a gap here. Coming up on the Jets picks here in a moment, guys. Sam, we'll be throwing to you too when we get to this Jets pick in a second. Number oh, I want to hear it. Yeah. Number 39, Carolina Panthers for me, Mike. Running back, wide receiver, linebacker, quarterback. They have a lot of holes here. Um, in my draft, you know they got Bryce Young first. Yep. I think right here, I mean, it'd be a spot to grab a running back like Gibbs, you know, and just come in with a new quarterback and a new running back. That'd that be would tremendous. Be but I think they go receiver. And I think that an overlooked receiver in this draft who's going to end up being a baller in the NFL is Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Uh, last year against Alabama, you guys know what he did. 207 yards, five touchdowns against Alabama. I mean, six foot, 185. I think he's probably one of the more, coming into last year, wasn't spoken about too much. I think he's the best receiver left on the board, Mike, and Carolina has no receivers. I mean, they have nobody when it comes to playmakers. So they need help with that position. I think they're going to go ahead and grab Hyatt. And then when it comes to New Orleans, I think another receiver goes off the board. It's another team with basically one receiver, New Orleans Saints down there from their new quarterback. So I think the best receivers after Hyatt left, two different guys, two completely different types of players. You have Nathaniel Dell, 5'8", 170, and you have Cedric Tillman, 6'3", 213. I think it's going to be between one of those two guys. I think they're going to take Dell. I think he's a fast burner in the slot. A lot of it can play on the outside. 
Um, I think that's the guy they grabbed. Mike, you might have to scroll down a little bit to find him. But What's his name? Left. Tillman? D, uh, Tillman's one, but I think they're going to go with Dell. D-E-L-L. There, there's Tillman right there, Cedric Tillman. Type in D-E-L-L, Mike. There you go. Nathaniel Dell. Oh, okay. I never heard right of from, from, your, from your squad. Oh, look at that. Look at that. All right. Good stuff. I got, um, so for me, uh, coming around with the Saints, I think they're going to go Steve Avila at guard. They're going to need some some help there. And then uh, the Titans, I think they're going to end up going Dewan Jones tackle um, so for protection for the uh, hooker who I got them taking uh, at thir- at uh, 12, I think. Oh, I like it. I like it. All yeah, right. Tennessee definitely has holes there. I think Tennessee, Michael, on the offensive line, they need help. At offensive tackle, they know they need help on um I guess their guards are okay. Tackles where they're really hurting. Cody Machu had him drafted a moment ago, Michael, at uh, North Dakota State, the big old redhead, probably the most athletic offensive lineman in the draft here. A guy that's listed as a tackle but can play guard. They need help at both spots, so I think he's like an ABT for them. Um, somebody that they could see where he fits the best and plug him in. I think he's gonna end up on Tennessee. And then Green Bay. Now in my new mock, I don't have them taking a tight end in the first round, Michael. So here, since it's their biggest hole on their team. I think this is a good spot for Darnell Washington. They need a tight end. He's the second best tight end on paper in the draft right here from Georgia, the big guy. Um, I could see them taking Uzoma from K-State, too. They need a pass rusher, but I think they're going to go ahead and grab a tight end, Michael, for Green Bay. Sure. And it brings us, but Who did you have for a Titans? Um, for the Titans, I had them taking your boy, Motch, the offensive lineman. Oh, good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I like that guy. And then, and then, and then who, we come here to number forty-three, Michael. I went first last time. Would you like to tee us off here with who you think the Jets are going to take at forty-three? Well, I would love to hear what I. I would love for Sammy to 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 hit us off. What? Um, real quick, your your Green Bay pick was what? Uh, let's see. My Green Bay pick was Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. Okay, so you went Washington. All right, cool. I think he's off the board. Washington, Darnell Washington. Yeah, you picked him already. Oh, did I? All right. Well, let's pause on that one then. Um, Because I don't – did I have him? Who do I have him going to, Mike? Let me know. You had Washington going – Oh, no, no. You know what? You're right because I crossed Washington out like I just moments ago. Um, Uzoma from K-State. He's the pass rusher. That's all I have. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. All right. Now it makes more sense why I crossed it out on here because it was already picked. Um, All right. So, So, Michael, we get to our pick here. Let's see what Sammy thinks. Coming in in 43, Mike, what do you think Sammy – what do you think the Jets are going to do, Sammy? So I have them addressing O line first uh, first round. I think they go defensive line second round here, um, and I really like that big kid Benton. 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 Let me see who you're talking about. I don't even. I'm not even tracking. Yeah, I know oh, Benton, yeah, Benton, Benton from Wisconsin. Kid six four three fifteen. The only drawback they say about him is he sometimes takes a player too off, but I think that's something you can coach right out of him, especially with a guy like Robert Sala in there as head coach. Um, but dude is like big, strong. He's got like a 40-inch vertical. Um, he's quick. His 40-yard shuttle was great. Um, I think he's a big guy that's going to shore up that interior defensive line um, and give us some much-needed run help, especially defensively. Um, I could see them going edge here, but I really like I really like Keanu Benton with this pick. 
Very cool. Look at yeah, this I just, I just beast. got him on a PFF here, guys. He's overall 58th ranked prospect. So taking him right here would not be too much of a stretch. Wisconsin. I think Maisie Smith is a little bit ahead of him. The guy coming out of Michigan, um, Sammy, another defensive tackle. He's another guy they could look at here, but that would make sense. I think Benton would fill a hole for sure. And when I was looking here, Michael, and I'm going to let you go, Mike, but I'm looking here at safety or I'm looking at a defensive lineman. What do you think, Mike? All right. So real quick, going back to um, Green Bay, I think they, they're going to go take um, either a center or um, I'm not sure. I, I'm probably going to just say they're going to go Jalen Hyatt and get even more um, help there for Jordan Love. And then for me at New York Jets, 43. So they got they signed McGovern. We got Broderick Jones. When you're looking at the Jets and you're saying who is going to bring the biggest help up front right away, when I'm looking at all these players here on my board, there's one player to me that really comes out, and that is Jack Campbell, linebacker. Nice. I like out of Iowa. This kid, as you can see, overall grade 91.9. Let me see what his first look they got him second or third round, 6'5", 249. He's 39 off the BFF big board. I like him because I feel like he'll be able to start right away. And what we want out of our first and second round picks, our starters, overall impact. And I think this is one of the places on our roster that can use an infusion of talent. And so I really, if he's out here, Jack Campbell, I know I liked him as one of the best linebacking uh, prospects out there. This is where I would go if I was JD for for the biggest impact. Mike, I absolutely love the pick of Jack Campbell. Now, I know we need safety help also, but CJ Mosley is getting, you know, he's not getting any younger. And uh, I know that we have some other questions there when it comes to linebacker. We have decent players, but... Um, when it comes to Quan, when it comes to the Quincy, they're okay. But a guy like this, 6'5", 250, um, I think he ran a 4'6", or something like that. So he, he was the number one ranked linebacker on PFF, probably the best linebacker in the draft. If the Jets could get him right now at this position, Mike, that's a home run. Right. Um, that's someone right here <laughs> who I wrote down I had considered for this pick. It's hard when you do round two to just give one guy. Oh, he's on your board, too. There he I is. Know he's on my board. But I... I have him on my board. I think he's somebody the Jets are going to consider, and I think he's one of the best players at defense probably in this draft. But I don't know if they're looking at the linebacking group after re-signing Quincy Mike, and they have CJ and the other talent that we have. I think Joe Douglas and the Jets think for now they have enough. And when they look at that safety group, Mike, and they look at how um, LaMarcus Jordan, you know, he was contemplating retirement last year. I know he's an unrestricted free agent. He's not back with us. But Jordan Whitehead was a big disappointment last year. Yeah. Um, I think they feel like they need to get a playmaker at safety. And I think when you dig into it, guys, I did this a lot today. I spent a lot of time on this today. A lot of people think the best safety in this draft and maybe one of the most overlooked players in the entire draft this year is Antonio Johnson. 6'3", 195. Um, I mean, last year at safety, for Texas A&M, this kid was an absolute beast. He could do it all. First team all SEC. Um, Matt Miller actually has him going to the Jets. ESPN draft analyst said he's a guy that could fit everything you just need to do. Do it all safety. He can play free safety. He can also play nickel corner, Mike, which in this new 2023 Ooh, NFL first is kind second. of the 
Mike, actually, he's, a, he's kind of a what? hybrid player here. Um, he has the length to play outside. You're talking about a guy who has the sauce length. Now, I'm not saying the sauce speed, you're in a four or five two, but has the sauce length. Um, you know, he made 164 sackles all around the line of scrimmage. The guy's a monster around the line of scrimmage. Um, he's the highest graded safety at the NFL Combine. I love this. Of anybody. I love right, this. So, I didn't even know. I know people love Branch, and if Branch is here, the Jets are taking him. I, I think that. If the Jets took Campbell, Mike, that's a home run. I have it right here on my paper. He's my other guy I would love for them to get right here. But I think Johnson, um, maybe not someone that people are most familiar with because he played at Texas A&M. I mean, they're a big school, don't get me wrong, but it's not Alabama or one of those schools. But he's somebody who played seven games as a freshman, started at Nickelback on the Orange Bowl as a freshman, um, 12 games at Nickel in 2021. So he's played a ton of corner. Um, last year, like I said, all ACC honors, three forced fumbles, 71 tackles last year. Um, he can play, he can line up over the slot. He can play in the box. So he's versatile when it comes to those things. He make plays at the line of scrimmage. He's good against the run. His acceleration translates well when he's in coverage and man coverage. And um, he goes through dudes when he hits them to jar the ball loose. So when I looked at the tape, when I looked at everything out there, I love Branch. But I'm looking at this kid thinking, man, this could be a solution to us at safety for a long time, Mike. So I got the Jets taking Antonio Johnson, safety out of Texas a and So, Nick... You, you know, hearing what Keith just said and what I just said and what Sammy just said, you know, Sammy went D-line, I went linebacker, Keith went safety. It sounds like all three of us think the Jets are going to go defense in the second round. Number one, do you agree that second round that Joe Douglas should target defense in that round? Or and and if so, uh, which direction do you agree with uh, the most out of the three of us? Well, I think, I mean, you have to look at your squad. Where do you think you need the most help right now on defense? I mean, it's obvious you guys have an amazing defensive unit based on what you guys did last year. Um, so, I mean, I guess linebacker could be interesting because, as Keith mentioned, you know, Mosley's not getting any younger. But he's a solid player while you got him, too. But if you can bring a young kid in that can get some playing time, can kind of learn the ropes behind Mosley. I think linebacker is a great spot here. Um, defensively, I, I think, is where you're going to find a lot of the value in the in, in, in this round here. Yeah. Um, you brought Aaron in. You've got great offensive weapons around him. You shore that stuff up at 15 and with, you know, 40, uh, 42. So at this point, if you want to go defense and just, you know, embellish the riches you already have, and plan for the future with getting a linebacker there that could play when Mosley's gone. I think that's that that's a win-win right there. Okay. Yeah, you know what? You know why I think, man, literally any of the three selections that we just tossed out there, uh, I think they're all logical for a couple of reasons. I mean, the, the, the starting defensive tackle, technically, I guess, is Solomon Thomas. I know we just made a signing on the, the defensive line also, but defensive line next to Quinnen is a little soft, you know. Um I think at linebacker, Jamie and Sherwood is penciled in right now as a start on the depth chart. I mean, so Mike Mike is probably right. That could be the spot. Maybe that is a spot we need someone the most because even though um, Jordan Whitehead wasn't great, maybe they'll give Ashton Davis a chance next year was a former second-round pick. Chuck Clark's not the worst player in the world. But any of those three spots, Mike, I definitely think they're going defense. Yeah. I don't think the Jets are going to come in here. Look, unless – I don't – 
Yeah, there's no running back that's going to drop. We already got Brees Hall. I mean, a running back to me is still – we need a second running back. It could go center too. Listen, you guys – It could go center. If, you guys said it best earlier though. Like we're in a position where they can theoretically just take the best player they feel is available. Sure, sure, sure. You sure. know, because they don't, they don't necessarily really – if they address that offensive tackle, like they don't really need anything. So they could just look at the board and be like, who's the best guy out here? Yeah, sure. And just take that person, you know? Yeah, because I mean normally – Normally, if you're strictly drafting for need based, maybe I might talk about this a million times. If you're just going off needs, then you could draft someone that's not even value wise a good pick. So you might be right, Sammy. And when you get into the second round, third round, fourth round, that's a lot of times where you're using that big board you have. You have a guy who's ranked the 12th best player and he's there when you're picking 30, right? Doesn't maybe fill a need at the moment, but he's the best player. So you take him, you know? So um, I could see that, Sammy. All those options I think are on the board safety defensive tackle linebacker all spots we could use a little infusion of youth i think um and get some such for the future is going to be really exciting mike are we going to be rolling here live on thursday night what's the story i don't know either thursday or friday usually we do it in the second round but we can go live first round i mean we'll see what's yeah, good you know what it might be uh we'll wait maybe we'll go live in the in the first round up to pick 13 this time and we'll roll with the jet fans on thursday night because the first round usually goes a Usually goes pretty quick. The picks are pretty well known. Second round go uh, second round goes fast too. Don't get me wrong, it's a little shorter. But I think maybe we'll go first round, Mike. Maybe we'll be back with everyone uh, rolling with you guys. There's either way, we'll let everybody know on our all socials what's going on. When we'll be doing our live show, it's going to be first round or the second round. Hope you enjoyed Mock Madness one. Hope you enjoyed Mock Madness part two. Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet, so all things are pointing in a positive, wonderful direction for Gang Green, Michael. Okay, I don't want to change the name of the show now, Mike. All right, let's wait till we win a few games of the season. Then we'll discuss maybe having a name change for the show because it's getting a little bit easier to be green. Sammy, you're so blessed. You jumped on the jet season ticket train when you did. Going to get a few good seasons here. I'm moving possibly um, to Las Vegas in October. Still going to come home for jet games because I'm a psychopath. And, and, I, and I was thinking about it today, Sammy. He's moving to Vegas and the Super Bowl is in Vegas. Wouldn't that just be something rich? The Raiders play the Jets this year in Las Vegas, and they also play the Giants. So hopefully, a lot of my friends come out, man. We could visit and hang out. But yeah, I'll be. I'm not. I'm moving. I told the wife, man. I, I joked about it on the show a little bit, but uh, one of the reasons I'm kind of delaying moving out there is I don't want to miss the beginning of this year. You know, um, I, I said it was because it's going to be really hot. I don't want to be the talk out there in the summer. It's going to be 125. Bullshit. Guys. She's not watching the show. She doesn't know. I'm lying through my teeth, guys. I want to be there the first Aaron Rodgers home game and the second one and feel all of it. I've been waiting a long time for this. I've been going to these games since I'm six years old. I'm 42 years old now. All right, guys, I've been waiting. This. I'm not jumping. I'm not leaving now. I will come back across the country and go to these games, which I will be doing. I'm sure many other Jet fans are in the same boat as me, Michael. But look, I want to tell all three of you guys, tremendous show. Michael, if anyone does want to get us or support us in any way, shape or form, how can they do that? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. We're on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio. On Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast. And on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas. On behalf of the greatest tight end in college football history. On behalf of the number one high school football coach in the nation, Samuel Hare. My name's Keith Farrell. Get at you next week, everybody. Peace out.